Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon, company run by Joe Ross, who was a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, guest of the Black Knight Nation podcast. You can check out our YouTube YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a press conference, uh, the press conferences of Jeff Munkin, Bryson Daly, uh, Leo Lowen's up there. I didn't load up Isaiah Austin's yet. I should have done it last night. I was a little bit tired, but we'll try to get that up there too. And uh, we have our re- recaps of the past games, and now we're going to recap Army's first win of the season with our panel of Steve Anderson, Brendan in Jersey, and Seth Mendelson. Guys, we're going late tonight, uh, but we got to get this done. We got to recap this uh, 57-0 win over Delaware State uh, by the Black Knights. Uh, pretty uh, Went pretty as expected, Steve, huh, in your mind or now? Yeah, I – I, I think so. I, I still think there was a uh, you know few missed opportunities uh, for for a fall, flawless game, but uh, I think we went in there. I think we had a chip on our shoulder. I did not think that there was any kind of lull. I mean, there was definitely that sense of urgency. I would like to see um, our guys get some more reps before putting in the other players. But I mean, it, for uh, overall, I mean, everybody executed, everybody played with passion, a lot of fun, a lot of energy. Uh, you guys were at the game. So you guys could uh, at least, uh, I know Sal, Seth, you were there too, right? Yes, there was. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, um, a lot of energy you can feel through the, through the TV. So uh, exciting stuff. It's good to get that W under your belt. Um, and then it's, you know, it's, it's right back to work. Cause you know, we're going to have to get after it here soon. Yeah. Brendan, what did you think of the game and the, the way army played and the overall thoughts? You know, it's, it's very tempting to be like, oh, well it was Delaware state. So it doesn't mean anything, but at the day, at the end of the day, uh, it counts as a win for one thing. So, uh, you definitely can't say it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, they, they took care of business. You know, they, they got the game to a point where they could they could play a lot of guys and kind of empty the bench. And that's really what you want in these sorts of situations. Um, in contrast to uh, Navy, who this week played a, a, an opponent of very similar quality. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't I didn't have time to go into every last detail of the box tour, but. Uh, they certainly didn't win by as, as many points, so I don't know if they were as successful, you know, in being able to get guys, uh, you know, the, the deeper parts of their bench into the game. So, um, and it was, you know, and it was also good to see, you know, as, as Steve was saying, you know, guys were clearly fired up on the sidelines, and, uh, you know, that's that's always nice to see. I mean, even if it's, uh, as I said, against Delaware State, um, you know, you, it's it's good to see the team engaged celebrating for their, you know, for, for guys who may not play another down this season um, or who may have to come in in a big spot later this season. You never know. Good point. Seth, take it away. Um, you know, I saw it two ways. Um, first, um, I agree with you guys. Um, this is just what the doctor ordered. Uh, we needed a, a, a game, a, a, a relatively easy game, an easy game to win. Um, I thought they played a good game. We had one turnover only. You know, the turnover came, you know, in the third quarter. The game was ready put away. Uh, no one wants any turnovers. Um, Jeff Munkin wasn't happy with it. But having said that, it was just one. Other than that, they played a, uh, everybody played a good game. 
On the other hand, you know, and I like to look at it from uh, both angles, uh, this team was not even an F, um, FCS team. This is a Division II squad. They lost to, I think it was Bowie State uh, uh, from Maryland last week. Um, they had, they missed plays. They had, uh, you know, plays that fell apart a number of times, three or four times. They didn't have uh, the right number of offensive linemen on the field. They went to kick a field goal. They couldn't even find the kicker. He, uh, he came on too late. This was not a team, um, that, you know, we can, uh, you know, you, you can really measure anything from a win is a win. Um, I think it was great for confidence. I think it was great for 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 Daly. I think it was great for the team. A lot of guys saw a lot of action, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not taking much from this outside of the fact that Army is now one and one, and it was a confidence builder. Yeah, I would say the poor quarterback for Delaware State. He got knocked out a couple times. He was all beat up. The starting quarterback. I mean, Army's. Uh, defense was getting after it. A couple things I just want to note before we uh, continue the conversation. Bryson Daly's game, right? Three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. My second half in the press box, I was dead set on finding out if he was the first player in Army history to do that. Three passing and two rushing in a game. And unfortunately, when you get back to the 50s, you can't really look up box scores to see if um, Joe Caldwell threw uh, rush for two touchdowns or see if uh, Pete Van, I think, is another one who rushed for if he rushed for two touchdowns or not. So as of right now, all I could all I could say is he's the first Army quarterback since 1959 to do that. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, and he what uh, one series in the second half, I believe, Seth, right? He only had one series in the second half, maybe one or two, oh, two series. Oh, because they turned it over and he wanted to keep oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Do that in three and a half quarters is pretty impressive. I guess the opponent, whatever, say what you want. Um, you know what I was happy to see? I was happy to see them throw the ball. I, I tweeted on the Black Knight Nation account uh, in the pregame. I was watching them throwing out to Isaiah Austin. I'm like, if they throw the ball more than 10 times, Isaiah Austin should have a big game. And I guess I was uh, Nostradamus because um, I, Isaiah Austin had a big game, right? I mean, he only caught three passes, but for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Man, if they – I hate to look back on Louisiana Monroe, but if they would have thrown one pass down the field, maybe things would have been different. They didn't throw a deep pass at all against Louisiana Monroe. I know different opponent. I know you, know, you can be more successful against a Delaware State potentially than a Louisiana Monroe, but, man, um, I don't want to go back to Louisiana's, Louisiana Monroe, but I just thought it was good to see them throw the ball, put the ball in the air. And daily, I was watching daily in the pregame. He was throwing the ball pretty good. He, he he was throwing the ball when he gets time. He throws the ball with a lot of confidence. So I don't know what you guys think. So well, I just I go back to Brandon's point, right? They they came in here and they took care of business. All right, that could have, you know, it, you know, even if we would have won twenty one to nothing or you know, twenty eight to seven, there would have been there would have been you know kind of what probably Navy's feeling where they left a lot on on the you know a lot a lot left out there. Um, and then more questions than answers. I think uh, to Seth's point, right, confidence builder, this is what execution looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what making plays feels like with this team and this offense and this defense and these leaders. I was just really excited to see that it didn't matter who we were playing. We were just excited to be dominating, and 
that can be contagious. Um, that can be infectious. Guys are going to want to feel that again, and they're going to prepare to feel that again. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I think, yeah. I, I, Sal, I tried to look it up too. I couldn't find anything because I was <laughs> – I saw that stat and I was like, oh, that that's – that's not really a stat you get at, uh, at Army very often. Uh, I don't care yeah. if it's three one-yard passes and two one-yard runs. One guy put in the end zone that many times is, is, is impressive. Uh, it doesn't matter against who. So, uh, And then I was just really good to see Isaiah Olsen get involved. Uh, he is – man, we can, if we can find the rhythm of this offense incorporating him – whether it's the RPO slant, sluggo, um, if it's just a straight go, uh, if we can if we can massage that to where we're hitting it at the right time, it's this this offense is going to be good. And you know, I know we talked about it last week, uh, not overreacting, and, and I'm not going to try to overreact to this game, but really excited to see our guys do really well. I think that if we would have played Delaware State first. And Monroe second, we would have beaten Monroe. Army would have beaten Monroe. Um, I, I think this, uh, uh, you know, they needed a game like this under their belt. It's a shame the schedule worked out the way it did. Um, uh, but uh, I, I do believe that uh, this was a confidence booster. They needed to play somebody. You know, I, I talked to Munkin uh, at the, the preseason practice, the last that was the last press conference before the season, and uh, he he was saying, "Boy, we want to go out there and play." a team that doesn't look like us, you know, they're not the same colors. If they would have played Delaware State, I think they would have gotten more confidence. And uh, to Sal's point, they probably would have tried throwing the ball. I think they went into the uh, Monroe game, very conservative game game yeah. uh, because they didn't know what to expect. And, hey, we don't know what to expect on Friday night either. But at least now they 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 did things that they wanted to do. And I think the coaches will take more chances. I think the players feel more confident to Steve's point, to, you know, to Brendan's point, everybody will all say the same thing. So um, yeah. that's, good. that's good. Hey, Steve, there was some creativity in the offense, at least this game, right? I know the opponent, but at least they didn't run up the middle 50 times in the game. You know, at least they did something creative on offense, which I thought was good. Yeah. And I, I, I think it gives the team the more, uh, you know, we were working on chemistry throughout the, throughout the day, um, figuring out how those pitches are going to be on the outside. I agree. Yeah. I want to just note, Brendan, before we get uh, more opinion from you, um, there was a little wrinkle with Tyson Riley playing H back in a little tight end in this game. Uh, Josh Lingenfelter was injured. He did, he did not play. He did not dress for this game. Talked to Coach Munkin after the press conference. He thinks Josh will be back against UTSA on Friday night, and that will be big because Josh is one of the best blocking tight ends in the country. So, um, But Tyson Riley at um, like an H-back tight end and getting them out in some passing uh, routes and catching a touchdown pass may be something different. I mean, I wasn't expecting that from Army, and that was something good. And also at the beginning of the game, man, I had to look at who number one. I knew who number one was on their roster offensively, but Zach Mundell was the first player to catch a pass for Army in this game. And Zach Mundell was a, is a quarterback basically on the roster, right, Seth? Mm -hmm. But 
Last year against UMass, he played wide receiver, um, you know, and he got some reps as a backup wide receiver. He's been battling hamstring injuries uh, freshman year and in preseason, but he seemed to have a little bit of burst there. He seemed to be a little bit different, something that maybe they don't have. And so that was good to see uh, Zach Mundell get on the field. Munkin says he's a quarterback, but he wants to get him on the field and they're going to play slot receiver a little bit for them. Steve and, and Brendan, they went with, started with four wide receivers in this game. So maybe that's enough. That's something I don't. You think we would ever see that in in, in our in an army offense, Brendan? I don't know. Um. Well, I, I know I know one question we had in the off season was what's going to happen to the old fullbacks from the from the old offense and what's going to happen with them in the new offense. And and I maintained certainly in the case of Tyson Riley that you know if you're an offensive coordinator and you can't find a spot for him on the team, then, you know, what are you doing? And uh, certainly he was very successful, you know, in, uh, in an H-back role, ca- caught a touchdown pass, right, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so uh, really looking forward to see that. I mean, I, I, I will do – I mean, this is something I've said a number of times, uh, it, certainly in this space, but I will just never forget, uh, I think it was against Villanova last year where he just, like, he got out to the edge and was – sprinting down the sideline in a way that just a, a guy that big moving that fast uh, was unbelievable. So, uh, you know, you always knew he had the athleticism and, um, you know, to see them utilizing it in a creative way is really exciting. And then um, Jacoby Buchanan as well, um, kind of in there as, as a, uh, you know, as, as he has been often throughout his career, uh, a short yardage specialist, you know, it seems like they've, kind of found, uh, you know, a, a niche role for him um, with the offense, you know, despite the fact that they said, you know, they're, they're basically abandoning fullbacks and, you know, guys like Mark L. Johnson are kind of the new prototype. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, uh, week, week one aside, I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing in terms of the implementation and evaluation of players. Yeah, we'll get to Chuck Phillips' comment. Says great win for Army. They see how this offense can click. It'll pay dividends for the rest of the season. Um, I want to say something on Ch- uh, Tyson Riley real quick. I talked to him. I think early in the preseason, he his first snap as an Army football player was as a, a tight end his freshman year. Believe it or not, he was the prep school quarterback. Uh, he was a prep school quarterback before he got there, and he was an all state safety in high school. So that tells you about the guy can do a lot of different things. Uh, you know, he's a very he, he might be one of the best athletes on Army's team, considering his size and all the things he can do. So, you know, have him as a Swiss Army knife. I think that's how um maybe Matt Drinko mentioned him as a Swiss Swiss Army knife. Um, have him as as a guy who can do a lot of things. Um, I I just I just look at like the defense. We talk a little bit about the defense. They pitched a shutout. Seth, uh, they were able to get some stops when we thought that. Delaware State might at least, you know, uh, Delaware State tried a really long field goal in this game, and then Delaware State got down in the red zone a couple times, but it was a bend-don't-break defense for Army. And, uh, you know, Trey Sophia had a pretty big – made some big plays for them. Um, and uh, just what, what do you think about the defensive effort there? Well, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the defense, again, it was bending but not breaking. Uh, they got down there three or four times. Uh, they had the two missed field goals. I think it was three times. They had the um, the turnover. Um, you know, the defense did what it had to do. Um, uh, a couple of mistakes. I think the third quarter was rough 
was probably the roughest quarter for Army uh, in the game, yeah. uh, offensively and defensively. But, um, you know, they had a couple of penalties that gave uh, first downs to uh, uh, to Delaware State. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something you should do. But, you know, almost, it's the same thing with the uh, Monroe game. They played really well with a couple of exceptions. Uh, this time it didn't matter. Last time it really mattered. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of where we stand. Uh, but good game defensively, very good game. And a lot of guys contributed. A lot oh, yeah. of guys contributed. Hey, hey, Steve, that strip sack that Kyle Lewis had, you know, he he, he sacks, uh, forces the fumble, recovers it. I mean, that's the old trifecta for a defensive player. So, you know, that's your nose tackle coming in from the edge there. And um, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty – that was a turnover, obviously, for um, Army. And I thought that was a good play. Um, uh, they are pretty good up front in this game. Yeah, really happy with their front, you know, just overall their front seven. But their defensive line seemed to really uh, control that line of scrimmage uh, the majority of the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, for the most part, I think the the good thing to watch with a team like that is sometimes your eyes can wander. Sometimes your assignments, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of lean towards – the what their percentages are, what you know, you can guess. And I didn't see a lot of guessing. I saw guys executing the defense, uh, eyes and feet alignment, you know, all that kind of stuff for the most part. Uh, was was really good, and guys were playing total defense. And you know, it, it came out to where guys were making plays all over the field, and that's what that's what you hopeful hope for. So um, you know, I love our guys in the middle. Uh, Lowen is 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 really good. I, I I love watching him continue to grow as kind of that that linebacker in the middle and that linebacker that kind of sets the tone. So it, it's been fun watching him over the past couple of years. Yeah, they got a, a nice. Um, it wasn't um, statistically a sack, but Jimmy Charlo did have a sack. Um, he uh, he had a second straight sack in my book, um, playing pretty well. Um, Spencer Jones got in for a few plays, um, got started a tackle for a loss. Um, they're rotating guys on the edge there with Jackson. Jackson Powell played well, I thought. Jackson Powell had a couple good plays on defense. He's a senior who came in pretty highly recruited. He's he played well too. Um, we have Mike Falowski saying, you know, the linebackers played well. The defensive growth and play will be the key in the next few weeks. You know, like you, we say, the schedule is not a joke. And when you have to go the six short week, right, Steve? UTSA on a Friday night. You're leaving on you're leaving on Thursday, probably for that game. I guess maybe even one. I probably leave it on Thursday. They probably Thursday. are leaving Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's a tough game. Followed by what Syracuse and then Boston College. I believe that's the schedule, right, Seth? Am I wrong? Somewhere well, around there. Syracuse a week off and then BC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next home game is BC in three weeks. I don't know if we. I don't know if this is the Noah Short, but if it's the Noah Short, um, the Army football player, he's saying beat UTSA. So we appreciate Noah watching if it is. So yeah. Well, he's, he's he's back, back to the defense. Look, in 2023, uh, to shut anybody out is a huge accomplishment. All right. I mean, every rule, every rule is in favor of the offense. You know. I got. I had to go through with the guys. Anytime you get in the neutral zone, the offensive lineman move. Like he, they know the count. Okay, like <laughs> that, that rule is so dumb. Like, give me a chance to get back. I, I just hate that rule so much. It's like he's just moving because he he's trying to get the five yards. So, but that's why they're the smart. You know, 
That's why offensive linemen are smart. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, anytime you get a shutout, uh, it's huge, huge confidence boost. Uh, don't care who you're playing. It's not easy to do for 60 full minutes. And it shows that, you know, we played a complete game on defense. Didn't matter who played. Uh, and, and the guys wanted that. And no cheapies, no cheapies towards the end. And it's it's good, man. I mean, anytime you leave a game with a zero or a season, you have a zero. It's That's good stuff. I want to uh, mention it. And um, I think Mike Falowski said the plebe quarterbacks, right? The, the yeah. freshmen that got to play. The young guys that got to play. Also on defense, I was able to get pretty close to the action in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, you look at some of the, the guys that they're recruiting, Steve, and Brendan and Seth. I mean, uh, Olo uh, Madozi, he had a sack off the edge. Guy's about 6'3", 6'4", about 230, and he's a freshman. He's going to grow. They're really high on that guy. Uh, Tano, uh, I'm just going to call him Tano, the freshman the freshman uh, inside linebacker, got to play a little bit. He hits really hard. Um, he plays special teams, too, has a special team tackle. And the quarterbacks, right? Um, Champ Harris gets 29 seconds of play at the end of the first half. I don't know. You were probably a little surprised, Seth, that they put Champ Harrison instead of Bryson Daly. Coach Munkin said, hey, you know, we thought he was pretty equipped for what they want to do to move the ball down the field. And then Larry Robinson plays uh, in the fourth quarter, scores a touchdown. Larry Robinson looks pretty smooth to me. Larry Robinson looks like he's a smooth runner. And um, Kanye, Kanye Udo scored a touchdown for them, a freshman that they're Kanye Udo, you might not notice on the field, but he's like about 6'2 and 225 pounds. And he's very physical. He ran up the middle, pretty strong runner. So those that's pretty bright features. Steve, week two, and we're seeing, I know it was a, an FCS team, but still to see guys that young in the program doing well, if, if it's fourth quarter or not, I think that's still a great sign for them. Yeah, no, I, I – and you know, to your point, Sal, anytime those guys can get in there and get that confidence and just build off of it, uh, it's huge. It's huge, especially young. I, I did, you know, I was I'm with Seth on that. Like, you know, let let uh, I, I was kind of hoping Daly was gonna um, take him down to the field at the end of the half. Uh, that's that's his that's his job, right? That's what we expect him to do. Uh, but you know, Hey, you know, I was all about the, the freshman quarterbacks last week, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back there. You know, Brandon's chuckling right now. Cause he knows I was, I was talking about it. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, you can't win, can't win with fanatics. They're, they're crazy. Champ Harris. I mean, Champ Harris has got a lot of talent. Uh, the coaches are really high on him and it gets him some game reps and we'll see what happens. I mean, from what Bryson Daly was able to do um, against Delaware state, you know, that's a lot. That's comp right. Seth, uh, they talked about, he talked about the confidence builder. It was for him in that game after a, a tough first start. So, I mean, future is maybe looking a little bit better at quarterback after week one, now week two, Steve, they always say the biggest improvement and a football team is from week one to week two, game one to game two, right? Or is that just a coaching, uh, coaching thing mantra? No, it, it, there's a there. Uh, well, I'm sure that's just a cliche. Uh, yeah, but it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. What Munkin said is, 
we had to get we had to play against somebody other than ourselves, other than the black and gold. We had to see yeah. what we really were doing, what was working, what was not, and you know what where the chemistry was and what it felt like to be in a game. I mean, we had a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of new guys out there this year. Um, you know, most notably the quarterback um, is is getting the 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 full reign. So uh, that's why they say it's a cliche, but there's some truth to it. Um, and you know, most teams that most teams they say that about uh, usually lose the first game. <laughs> so there's, there's more to improve, so, uh, or there's I guess there's more room to improve. So yeah, uh, but, you know, it, it, two things, right? You, you love to see the team respond this way after how we all felt. We know how we felt after ULM, so multiply that by about fifty, and that's how that team and that locker room felt. Um, and they have high expectations for this team. Um, you know, I, I know the guys that those players are listening to on a daily basis. I mean, these guys are leaders. They're not just coaches. They are leaders. And they're telling these guys, like, it is accountability. It is discipline. And it is desire. It is passion. It is, it is what you every single day has to be about. Um, and, uh, really excited, you know, just come out there, take care of business. Uh, and now, now we're going to see, now we're going to see against UTSA what this is all about. Uh, cause this team that we're going to play this week is that it, it, they're a good ball club. Well, I, I wanted to talk about that. Um, you know, I guess, I mean, are we done with the recap? We talk about the future, Sal, you, can we go to UTSA? Yeah. Yeah, real quick, let me just get this uh, comment in from Pat Brew, and then we'll go to UTSA. He said, great win for Army. Is there any word on Tyrell Robinson and his possible bull return? Uh, So so I went to, um, you know, I'm on the field for pregame, and around an hour and a half before the game, I see Tyrell Robinson out there throwing with a teammate, just a football round throwing with a teammate. Um, But it didn't look like he was going to be ready to play at all in this game. Um, I my feeling is maybe that Boston College game, we might see him back. You know, if you got Syracuse next week and you got a bye week, you know, in between uh, Syracuse and Boston College, I think maybe Syracuse, but more like Boston College. This is just me. Coach Munkin said he thought he would be back toward the early part of the season when I asked him about it at the second scrimmage. About a month has passed by since then. So, um, you know, it looks like they're, they're going to take it easy with him a little bit coming off the ACL. But, man, if he can come back and he can be uh, close to what he was when he left, there's another weapon for the Army offense. And you want to throw – now, I, again, I forgot to ask Coach Munkin this question. I want to – do you, Steve, do you think Tyrell Robinson is probably a slot receiver in this offense, right? Or do you think he's the single back? Um. Honestly, I could see I could see him being that that wild card where he's taking snaps at both. I mean, what's hmm. what's um what's saying that he's got to stick to one? Uh, I, I yeah. do. But bottom line is, we got to get him. We got to get him the ball in space. So hmm. whatever gets him the ball in space, uh, where he can use his athletic ability is is where we got to put him. Well, we can't go to UTSA yet, Steve. You got to answer this question: what did What's the difference in Army scheme defensively today than in your days? Oh uh, well, uh, you know, we played a standard four three back in the day when I started, uh, where it was very much just like you see a four three defense in the pros. That's what we played 
my my rookie, my freshman and sophomore year. And then we went to the Double Eagle Flex, the famous Double Eagle Flex out of Arizona, um, where that is a uh, – Coach Sadat used to always call it organized chaos. It was pretty wild, uh, especially because, you know, it could be a, essentially a 6-1, depending on how you looked at it. And just freeing up me in the in the middle as the Mike linebacker and, and Josh off the end to, to make plays. So it, it's the scheme is very different from what uh, Army has this year. I think Army plays a uh, really relies on that defensive line and their athletes to make plays, which is what most defenses do. But it's it's a more balanced uh, formation than than what we did my my junior and senior year. Hey, real quick, did you guys ever nickname that defense or no? Oh, then the the double eagle flex. Did you did the players have a nickname for the defense even your senior year? Uh, no, I mean we, you know, we basically we we D. That's what we did, or or we, you know, we just say swarm. So I still have, I still got my swarm sign, man. I got my swarm sign around here somewhere. I gotta find it. That's great, man. You gotta you gotta find that for next one, man. You gotta find that for next one. Um. Let's go to UTSA and let, you know, Steve mentioned it. Seth mentioned it. Seth, take it away. I mean, UTSA, Frank Harris is back for a Brendan seventh year or a sixth year. Uh, I mean, he's been playing from for, since 1947, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's I think it's like his six, seventh year. I don't know. He's seventh. been around for a while. I, 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 I mean, he, if he doesn't, he, he's probably, he probably has more gray hairs than I do at this point. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, statistically, I mean, they beat a, a a Texas State team that beat Baylor the week before. Baylor gave whoever they gave yesterday a hard time. They played somebody tough yesterday, a better team, a, you know, a, a Power Five team, I believe, a hard time. Um, uh, 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 San Antonio had over forty passing attempts, and or about forty passing attempts, or thirty eight, I think, and then they had um, they ran the ball over forty times. Um, interestingly, they only scored 20, 20 points and they won yeah. 13. So that's, a, that's an interesting thing. So, um, I don't think they have many turnovers either. Um, so I don't know what was going on. I didn't see the game, but this is definitely a balanced team. They're a good team. Um, what I'd like to see army do is just go out there and, and play the game. Like you played against, like you were playing against, um, uh, Delaware state, go have some fun. Yeah. You're going down there to 12 point dogs, uh, according to uh, Las Vegas, Go out there and have some fun. Try to try to do some things that you otherwise wouldn't have done. Things we did not try. Uh, Army did not try against Monroe. And let's see where it goes. Uh, this is a pretty good team and a balanced team. And we're going to find out how good our defense, the Army defense, truly is um, on Friday night because they got to they got to be prepared for everything here. What do you think, Brendan? Yeah, so I, I would I would say at this point my 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 scouting report for Army is pretty much the same for uh, the other two service academies as well, where we, we we don't really know much after after two weeks just because of the opponents they've played. Uh, you know, two Air Forces credit they've they've taken care of business and they're two and zero on the season, where uh, Army and Navy are both one and one. But uh, you know, this this is. You know, this week is going to have the most meaningful data of the season, kind of for, for everybody, for for UTSA as well, because they're a bit of a 
you know, they're they're a little bit of an unknown quantity at this point because um, you just you know you just don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, we we joke about Frank Harris, you know, being there for seven years or whatever, but not everybody around him has been there that long. So mm-hmm. um, it's you know, obviously it's it's a plus having a, an experienced quarterback, but um, you know, he he may very well be breaking in effectively, you know, kind of new offensive guys around him this year. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, you know, once the, 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 I don't know, I guess, I guess the biggest issue for me is like, I don't want to get hung up <laughs> too much on what happened two weeks ago, but uh, you know, the RB offense has yet to score against an FBS defense. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think once they get a touchdown against UTSA, God willing, like as soon as possible, you know, we'll, I think we'll all start to feel a lot better about um, this season and where it's headed and, and what they can do. You know, they, they still have pretty much all their goals in front of them uh, to this point. Um, Syracuse might be really good uh, based on their first two games. So that, that game may not be so winnable, but uh, Boston College certainly looks beatable. And, um, uh, you know, uh, th- certainly the, the service academy games down the road are, are all going to be rock fights. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to each unit having more and more success. And uh, and hopefully it results in a W this week. But uh, either way, I'm trying not to panic too much. Yeah, UTSA has given up 30 points in two games so far. So they, uh, they're they not scoring a lot, but their defense seems to be good. I don't think this is going to be a shootout game like it was at Mikey last year. I think, it, you know, Army's got a pretty experienced defense, right? They know a little bit about – like they might know, might not know specifically the new personnel that UTSA may have, but they know the schemes a little bit. They know the Frank Harris. I think they, this will be the third time they played Frank Harris. So, I mean, they know him pretty well. They Nate Woody, you know, pretty solid on defensive coordinator play calling too. Um, can they get pressure on Harris if he throws a ball? Can they stop the run? Seth, you said they are running the ball pretty well, right? Well, they had one guy, Barnes, run for 26, uh, 26 attempts, 103 yards. Mm. Um, and his longest run was 23 yards. So that means he yeah. was, uh, was blocking it out. Um, and they had other guys running. One guy had 12 carries. One guy had eight carries. Uh, uh, they spread it around. Yeah. Steve, we know that the key to the defense, right, is stop the run and force uh, long, third and longs, right, in pass plays where you can make make a difference in the secondary and maybe cause a turnover or two on the pass rush, right? I mean, that's the key for – that's going to be the key for them in this game, I think. Well, you know, it's I was just trying to do that math in my head. So if he's got, you know, if he's got a long run, uh, you know, that was a quarter of his yard on one play. So yeah. – yeah. Probably in one, two yards of pop, but the thing is, they're going to feed him. Um, and our guys mm. got to have the fits, uh, you know, 26, 40 times. They got to have those fits because, as we saw at ULM, right? I mean, we had fits 98% of the time, and then two plays gassed us, and that ended up being the difference. Um, and that's we just got to stay dialed in for 60 minutes, uh, make sure our fits, uh, trust our trust our eyes, trust our feet. Um, but yeah, we, we want to be able to pin our, pin our ears back and, and get after that quarterback on third and longs and, and hopefully make them, you know, make the, uh, 
make the granddad make a throw somewhere where we can, um, you know, pick it off or, or, or strip sack or, or something like that. So I, I think the biggest thing I'd like to see is the, you know, everybody across the board come out with that confidence that we belong hmm. and, you know, guys are playing with swagger. Guys are playing on the edge and they're willing to make the pitch when maybe the pitch isn't, uh, you know, perfect or, um, you know, they're, you know, Daly's throwing a ball that's it's in between the defense, but he's confident that he can make it in there and the guys are going to catch it. Um, that's what I want to see because that's going to be where the game can be determined is who's willing to take the big risks for the big reward. Uh, it just it seems that way. We're going to both be running the ball. Uh, we'll both be stopping. So getting Isaiah involved, stretching the field with him, uh, and then just defensively those fits. Just need to make sure we have those fits for 60 minutes. This is an interesting statistic here. Again, they, they had two touchdowns. They had two field goals. So um, they had 372 yards total and only two scores. That's an interesting stat. The other interesting stat is uh, Texas State only had 31 yards rushing. Um, mm -hmm. And they've given up. Uh, sorry, you said they only scored. They only gave up 10 points in their first game. I think that was. Uh, they lost 17-13 to Houston. So they, oh, they gave up 17 points. Yeah. Oh, so, 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 okay. So, okay. Right. Okay. So, I'm sorry. So, uh, 17 points. Um you know, it sounds like they might have a really good defense, a, a, a defense against a against a rush here, uh, thirty-one yards. Let me see how many attempts they had. Yeah, please. So, if that's the case, if lot. that's the case, Army needs to throw a little bit more. You know, not twenty times, but fifteen. Texas, yeah, just, Texas State only threw, only ran well about 20, 22, 23 times. Um, mm -hmm. They threw mostly. Interesting, interesting uh, statistics here for. You know, only only thirty three points in this game. That's kind of they must have been going back and a lot of punting, I would imagine, because I don't see turnovers either. Yeah. Well, my one thing is you can look at the stats all you want, but it'll be like the matchups too. And um, I think that here and that one more key before we get off is you know ball security for Army. Jeff Munkin talked about it, even though they only had one fumble against Delaware State, right? He's pulling guys if they don't have two hands on the ball, he's pulling guys out of the game, Steve. If when they have the ball in their possession, they don't have two hands on the ball, they're coming on the bench and they're standing right beside them now. That's what it's gotten to with ball security. He was so frustrated in the first game about the balls being on the ground. And so now, I mean, you're going to see some – you might see some different guys get some chances there for Army. Um, I like to see Miles Stewart maybe get the ball a little bit more, a little bit more Hayden Reed too. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But ball security is going to be big in there. they got to win the turnover battle. They can't give up – the. You know, they can't give the, up the points um, to the other team uh, on turnovers. They just can't. You know, they they got to play a, a clean game there. I think they can win this game. I think that double digit, being a double digit underdog, I I I gotta admit, I didn't follow UTSA's first game. I just thought they would play somebody easy and they won it. I thought they were two and zero coming into this game. They're one and one. They lost to Houston. They're obviously they're good, but are they this uh, this world beating team that Army can't go into UTSA beat? I think, Brendan, the last time Army beat them at UTSA, right, when they played last time? Yeah. So it's 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 the fourth time they're playing them since 2019, mm. uh, which hopefully means a lot of film on, on Frank Harris. But, yeah, the last time Army won in the series was uh, was at the Alamo Dome. 
I thought that was the game where Cade Ballard and um, Tyre Tyler Yes, played. yes, it was. It was. Yeah. The first time they played that quarterback, both of them, starting, you know, got action, yeah. and Army won that game. So it's not like this is an unwinnable game for the Black Knights. I think they have every right to win this game, and it'll be a huge win for them if they can get it because no matter what, if they can get this win, they go to Syracuse. If you can go two and – you'd like probably to be three and one after your first four. But if you can at least get two wins out of your first four games, yeah, that second um, – the next four games are really tough. They're really, really tough games. But, I mean, this is a huge one for them. So I think they can – I think they're going to do fine. Um, I am actually might predict them to win outright, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Sunday night, I, I'm predicting them to win right about the turnovers. Whoever wins a turnover battle wins a game. If uh, I think that if Army can limit their turnovers, can win the turnover battle, uh, Munkin talks about it every week. Every time we talk to him, he brings it up, and he's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have fewer turnovers than the other team. You're gonna you have a much better chance of winning the game, much better. And, well, so- and there's so much that goes. It's not just it's not just a turnover. It's the momentum. It's there's yeah. so much that goes yeah. in that that changes the game, especially where it happens or when it happens. Uh, especially when it kills a drive, uh, really can just feel like someone just punched you in your gut and knocked the wind out of you. Um, and then you got to get your breath back, get the momentum going. You got to fit, you got to rely on the defense or special teams to get it back for you. Cause you know, this offense isn't exactly like, you know, hitting streaks for, for 20 plus uh, where you can get some of that momentum going. So I, but I, I really do believe that I think, uh, the key will be involving Isaiah Austin early to where we can stretch the defense. I, I, I think that's, I think that's uh, going to be crucial to getting them to relax off our run. Um, you know, they're, they're going to put, be putting guys in the box. We've got them out there. I, I hope that uh, he gets involved early, starts making some seams and then, defensively we got to give our our offense more opportunities so get a couple turnovers get the momentum uh good field position and i think we'll be in good shape um you know come friday night one, one quick one uh steve i want to ask you this real quick the short week right you're going to play on a friday night i don't know did you do that when you were a player did you play games before saturday and what's the preparation like is it just um, I know they did, they usually do a lot of workouts on Sunday. They usually have Monday off in a normal week, but they're practicing tomorrow, I believe. So anything changed during a short week like that? Or um, I don't, I think the, you know, I think the biggest thing is it's probably a little more uh, for me, a little more mental reps. Um, I try not to change too much, right? We're going to leave. Thursday at the same time, you know, basically where when you should, once you get on the bus, the routine stays the same, where it's the same amount of time from off the bus to game time. Uh, you know, I know it's a Friday night, so that kind of changes things a little bit, but the, you know, get the mental reps in, uh, understand the percentages, understand, you know, what they like to do in certain sets, make sure you understand that. So you have an edge in the game within the game. Um, and then, uh, you know, just get yourself healthy quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Cold bass, more cold bass. Um, make sure you're eating right, stuff like that, you know. But, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking what 16 hours than what we're usually playing at. So it's, yeah, it's true. Not, you know, it's not 
not crazy difference, but you know, it's, it's going to be at nighttime and that's the difference. Cause we're not, we don't usually practice at night and we don't play at night. So just like anytime you, um, you do a physical event that you're training for, um, you have to start training at that time. So maybe, maybe some later practices this week or, or something. I don't know. I, I don't, I wouldn't change too much for a week. I think the guys are going to be dialed in. They now know and feel what this season can be if they all get on the same page. So just got to stay after it, man. Just believe, just got to believe that, you know, Friday night's ours. Um, we've played these guys quite a bit. We know how they are. We know their coaching styles. We know this quarterback. Um, just go out there and, man, just go out there and do it. Just be about mm-hmm. it. ESPN game, I believe. It's a Friday night ESPN yep. game. It is. So, uh, yeah. So that'll be uh, fun seeing Army on Friday night on ESPN. Real quick before we get off, I want I put I posted this on my Twitter today and was over a friend's house. We um I have a YouTube channel called Pack Patrol where me and my daughter opened up uh sports cards, football cards, and baseball cards. And look what we got today. Uh we got a uh Andre Carter rookie card. No, <laughs> <laughs> Andre Carter rookie card. I opened it up. We get all these different cards. Joe Montana's current stars, Anthony Richardson's, all that kind of stuff. My favorite card of the day was pulling an Andre Carter. I I don't know if I've ever pulled a Army, a uh, former Army player football card before. So that's I believe that's my first one. It was pretty cool. He may have been inactive today, but I think it's I it was great. I, I it was an awesome feeling to get a Army an Andre Carter rookie card. Hopefully I can get some Radigans and some Elijah Rileys down the road and some Cole Christiansons and stuff like that. So uh, pretty cool, Steve. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, check out Black Knight Nation. Seth's game story is on there. I wrote a story on Bryson Daly. We have um, – this podcast will be on there. We have a photo album. We have um, the press conference videos up too. Uh, check out our mailing list. We're doing that a little bit more now where you're getting uh, everything we're doing. I'm going to have a good story on hopefully tomorrow I'm interviewing him, Cody Wanaker. He's the guy, the defensive lineman who uh, ran out with the black flag um, for the home opener against Delaware State. He recovered a fumble for Army um, during the game yesterday. He um, was on the team for two years. Then he went to serve in the Army for two years. He was at Fort Drum. He went to serve in the Army. Now he's back on the team. And Coach Munkin, he just got cleared by the NCAA on Friday to play on Saturday. He, Steve, he was wow. playing scout team all week last week. He's playing scout team all week because he didn't know if he could play on Saturday. He gets the clearance on Friday, gets into the game on Saturday as a reserve, but still gets some playing time and jumps on a fumble, recovers a fumble. Pretty cool story. Hope to talk to him tomorrow, do a one-on-one with him. Look for that story, guys, uh, later in the week be- before the UTSA game. Thanks a lot, guys. Steve. Brendan and Seth, appreciate your time tonight, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, I don't think we'll do a Friday night a recap on Friday night um, at the UTSA, UTSA game. We'll see, but we'll probably be back on Saturday with the recap of hopefully an Army win. Everybody, thanks, thanks and have a good night. Good night, guys. Beat up.